Hello ladies and gents, this is the LFS Football Mashup Podcast with me, Scott Chatton. In the pod today we have John, Joe and Matt and this week we have England and their last two World Cup qualifiers. We also look ahead to South Africa next summer. We'll take a preview at this week's Premier League, also a round of the Football League and look at the lighter side of football later on. All in this week's LFS Football Mashup Podcast. So gents, England... After the last two uh, qualifying games against uh, Ukraine and Belarus, how do we look? We certainly look a lot better than we did under Steve McLaren, but there's still the issue, there's the goalkeeper issue, there's who to take to the, which strikers to take to the World Cup, which we don't have that much time to decide. Goalkeeper issue? Ben Foster clean sheet against Belarus? I think I could have kept a clean sheet against <laughs> Belarus, but... Uh, he um, did make one good save against uh, Belarus, but apart from that, I don't think he's England's number one. Who do you think he is? That's a controversial well, subject. Go with David James because I just think to take a goalkeeper at forty. I know goalkeepers play longer, but I think goal, well, David James has had enough opportunities to be honest in other World Cups, and he's nearly forty now. He's thirty nine, so I think he's maybe over the hill, and he is always error prone. He has had that in his history, but I think Robert Green probably should be England's number one. He's got a proven record with uh, West Ham, and he's come up from Norwich and into the Premiership, and. Okay then, so uh, moving on. The Ukraine game, we lost. Um, very difficult to watch the game, uh, as Sustanta went bust. The defence against the Ukraine, it made Glenn Johnson look like the best defender we had. What went wrong? Did we miss the defensive midfield player, which England needs? I think that the game, we weren't playing in the right frame of mind, I think, because we've considering we've already qualified for the World Cup then, and players with one eye on the Champions League and other competitions which they're all in at the moment, then I don't think the players were 100% committed to getting a result in the Ukraine. But with that being said, uh, the howler by Rio Ferdinand to lead to Robert Green sending off is not really needed when you're in an international level. Yeah, there was nothing Green could have done about the sending off, really. It, it wasn't him to be sent off, surely. Surely it was uh, Rio. With that incident, though, Robert Green was the first ever England goalkeeper to be set yeah, off at international off. football. Yeah, so that's brilliant. That is a record being set there on his own. <laughs> but he has lost it. He did lose, and Aaron Lennon, who got taken off as well, lost the opportunity to impress Fabio Capello in a game before being selected into the World Cup squad. So, And they have Rio Ferdinand, in my eyes, to blame for that. So, Yeah, but Rio Ferdinand's guaranteed a seat on the plane. Um, guaranteed... Capello, no one's guaranteed a seat. Yeah, I oh, know there are people guaranteed. If you compare Capello <laughs> yeah. to Steve McLaren, I mean, the reason why I think England look better now under Fabio Capello than Steve McLaren is because the mindset of the players has changed, and I think the pre-match atmosphere and the uh, activities that go on, shall we say, unite the team. I mean, they all have to sit down to dinners together. They're not allowed mobile phones. The wags and the girlfriends are not allowed in the hotel during an away trip or so we, going we, to the World have... Cup. So. I think it's a more professional it's a more professional situation really yeah, that the players are in. Having said that, we should have at least at the very least got a point at Ukraine. If we're gonna to go to the World Cup, we've got to be beating teams like Ukraine, otherwise we're not gonna do anything, are we? Not really. gonna be the, Ukraine are gonna be the kind of team that we face in the uh, second round of the World Cup and we've got to be beating them. So the second game, Belarus three nil, obviously a clean sheet Foster we've touched on. Um Crouchy boy scoring two. <coughs> Did you see the two? Not really quality goals. Well, it doesn't matter how they go in, they're goals. He's a striker. You've got to get in the right positions, and that's what he's done. And you can only score against the opposition that you put in front of. I mean, like he got a hat-trick against Jamaica a couple of years ago, but 
for an England international. The game international. before we went to the World Cup. For an England international, though, you can only score against the opposition, the and reason, he has to score. The and he's got a good goal-scoring record. Keeps scoring in these games, and why he keeps scoring against lower teams? Because they won't play him against the top teams. Because he, he's not good enough as a striker. That brings me on to the next subject, really. Um, who do you take to South Africa? Starting with the keepers, um, take three keepers. Who would you take? I would take. Well, are you taking three? I mean, I think well, personally you only need two. I mean, why do you need that's three? That's another issue altogether. Say three keepers. Uh, I'd say you have to take Robert Green because Ben Foster for the experience maybe down the line and David James maybe is back up. But then what about Paul, oh, Joe Paul Hart, Robinson? Joe Hart and Paul Robinson are also very mm. good candidates and also Scott Carson. Defenders? Well, I think that Rio and Terry, Johnson and Cole pretty much pit themselves. Then you've got to see how Lescott performs. Um, we've got Gary Cahill from Bolton, who's doing very well, and yeah. he's been tipped for a call. Well, he said uh, former players get in, so... Mm. Well, Wayne Bridge as well, but... Yeah. Is it worth taking... Two left-backs? Yeah. Well, if Ashley Cole gets in, he's going to need... Wayne Bridge can, isn't nearly as good, but he's a good backup left-back, isn't he? Yeah. OK, the midfield. Um, I think Owen Hargreaves should be a definite for Af- South Africa. I think that if you're going to play a defensive midfielder, I think that the shape and the uh, formation that the midfield takes should be adapted to each opposition that we play. And if we are playing against a big team like Spain or Italy, then I think a defensive midfielder is the way forward. And I think, yes, Owen Hargreaves is the man. But he's probably only played about eight competitive games in the last two years. So will he have the match sharpness needed to perform in a World Cup in a big game situation? Would you drop um, uh, one of the big... Big big teams, uh, or big players. Would you drop uh, Would you drop Lampard or Gerrard to play him into that role? If we're playing someone like uh, Spain, would you drop Lampard or Gerrard? I would drop Gareth Barry from yeah that midfield. I suppose, yeah, because but he has well, a different dimension altogether. He's not a holding player, and he's not a Lampard player, and you don't really need someone in the middle for that kind of game. I mean, Lampard can track back, and Hargreaves can push up. I mean. Barry's good when he's kind of floating in the middle. Yeah. He just kind of moves around, finds a ball, passes space, on. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit like Xabi Alonso and yeah. what Liverpool are missing at the moment. That kind of role. He's not good at defensive. He kind of gives away quite a few yellow cards. Yeah, well, I agree that Hargreaves should definitely be in the squad, providing he can prove his fitness at United this season. Um, but He's a set-piece taker as well, apparently. He's the best one at Old Trafford. I'd rather have Gerrard taking free kicks than Hargreaves anyway. What about penalties, though? If um, if we're playing Owen Hargreaves against, say we draw someone like New Zealand in our group, if they qualify, I hope they do. I'd quite like to see them there. If we were playing a defensive midfield against New Zealand, I would be angry, very angry. <laughs> we, sh- we, sh- we shouldn't be playing defensively against these teams. So that's my opinion. Brilliant. Um, if that central midfielder's wrapped up, uh, wingers. Many options for England. D-backs. Not a winger anymore. He hasn't got legs. Well, I, he's living in the past, apparently. Jason yeah, Hoff. but uh, I wonder if anyone saw his. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, John. Just been a bit of a retard. Okay, if anyone saw his uh, facial fungus the other night, yeah, he looked like a, I thought he looked like a Victorian gentleman. <laughs> he is one of the most Smoking capped opium, English really. players, though, and the uh, knowledge and experience they can pass on down to the uh, youthful members of the squad. Then I think will be valuable. When you're in a big game situation in the World Cup. So I think that's another reason why he should probably be taken. But it's up to Mr. Capello. I think that 
when you look at players that need to be taken to South Africa, you've got to look at threefold areas. You've got to look at the talent that the player can give you, and we know that most players in that squad are talented. You've got to look at the form the players are in, and 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 thirdly, that their experience that they can give to you. Obviously, that's less important, but it's still there and it still needs to but be. The experience promoted. is not necessarily on the pitch. It's in yeah, the yeah, dressing it's in, room. Yeah. It's in the yeah. hotel. That's why Beckham would be good. Yeah, and also, um, also though, when you're. Uh, Talking about your squad, do you need to take into the account that who can take a penalty in a big game situation? Well, every England Hopefully. player, if they can play football, should be able to finish a penalty. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, if you're a striker, your job is to score goals, so you should be able to score from the penalty spot. Yeah. But you research got... has shown, though, that apparently the longer you take from when the referee's whistle is blown to when you actually kick the ball for the penalty, the longer that you wait, the more chance there is that you're going to score. But apparently, in previous years that England have rushed their penalties which is why we missed so I know in Hargreaves like you said is probably one of the best penalty takers England have got so yeah. he scored against Portugal but it, it only just crept in that penalty shoot yeah I'll post it yeah. Yeah, I remember keep right. it on it's got um, to it. still went in though. so True. right wingers who would you take if you could um, I am going to take Mr David Beckham I think, I think I think he's, he's not going to start but he's got to be there who's 95% made his loan spell back to AC Milan can I yeah. just add um, Theo, Shawnee Wright, and uh, Lennon. You take four right take wingers. Four I think wingers. they. I think they can swap around to go different flanks. I don't. I don't. I. Um, I think they're the best wingers at the against moment. Against Belarus, right Phillips couldn't cut in. Yeah, I don't think you need. I don't think left. you need Lennon and Wright Phillips. I think they're too similar. Well, all right. If, I'm going to take Lennon ahead of Wright Phillips then. Fair enough. He's uh, got better form with Tottenham. Did Joe? Do you agree? If so, uh, does everyone forgot about Theo Walcott? That was one of the brilliant performances I've ever seen from a young kid. He was very good. and that's I mean, you I see glimpses like uh, Rooney's first goal against Arsenal, but that kid uh, could be something special for the next 10 years, if he stays fit. I don't think he's only had that one major problem at Arsenal yeah. before that. I think he should come back from that, no problems. He scored for Arsenal against Blackburn. Right. Which was um, a good finish, and he seemed to slot right back into that team. So, uh, left wingers. Because Steven Gerrard, no, no one else. Steve, oh, Joe Cole. Joe Cole. No one else. The job. guy's immense. Stuart Downing. Did, did you remember his goal he scored against Sweden in the World Cup final? <laughs> Wasn't that great? Oof. Poor keeping. Poor, Poor keeping. keeping. Isaacson didn't have uh, So, chance. if we've got Joe Cole and um, uh, Stevie G on the left. They know. Okay, so, strikers. Um, my favourite. The big man, the beast up front, Emil Heskey. Surely he's got to have a seat on that plane. No, no. he doesn't score goals, so no, no for me. I think, you honestly, he's a hero. Kevin Davis at Bolton, everyone can say he's completely <laughs> unorthodox. <laughs> he might be a battering ban, he might be a flick-on machine, but he scores more goals than Heskey in the Premier League, he's more of a handful, and other opponents, say the big nations, who if they came up against him in the last half an hour of the game, wouldn't know what to do with him because he's so powerful. He's got a better goal scoring rate than Heskey, so I think he should be there. Um, name four strikers, then, Joe, four which you take. Four that we should take. Um, going on the season so far, I would take Rooney. Yeah, that's that. He's definitely got to see it, surely. Surely. No surely. That. I so would take Defoe. Categorically. Defoe? Yeah. I, I've got a bet on with my mate, actually, that Jermaine Defoe will score more goals in the Premier League this season than Portsmouth. You're not going to win that bet, mate. <laughs> You're really not. I'm. Well, you might be winning at the moment. Well, I'm winning Portsmouth at the moment. Portsmouth have just been um, taken over. Got 
insufficient funds now going into Anyway, the back, back to the subject. Um, Jermaine Defoe. Defoe. Sure, yeah. Darren, Darren Bent. Bent. Darren Bent. Bent. That's a name. Because he's the top English Abby, goal what? scorer he's in the Premiership. And, and, and the last played. one. Michael Owen. Michael. Well, he's got a tr- proven track record for England in big tournaments. And it proved in the Manchester derby, if you have him on the bench as a super sub, he can come on the last 15 minutes and he scored the winner in that game. Mm. I would say that there are, that space is still open from the line with and there's a few people that can fit it. You've got Carlton Cole who came on last night. Yeah, I don't think he did much good. He's like he's, he's in and out, isn't he? He's got four. He plays for West Ham. He's like their yeah. only real attacking but Don't threat. you have to have West Ham players in your squad to win the uh, World Cup? <laughs> Oof. Maybe in the 60s, but not, not in this day and age, I don't um, think. We haven't done Pesky, since Capello seems to like him. Oh, he's brilliant. you just got to love the man. Why? Um, yeah. Bonglehor from Villa. He looked good. He got an assist against Belarus. He's, got, he's very quick, so... Yeah. I suppose that but then so's Lennon, Wright Phillips and Walcott. Is pace the way forward, then? It's yeah, the way, yeah, yeah technically, if you look at it, pace is always going to be the way forward, mate. Um, well, yeah, unless um, you track him back. You're starting 11, then? For the World Cup finals, the first game, South Africa, starting eleven. John, as previously stated, you have to have Robert Green in goal. Wrong. Well, I'm <laughs> the only player that can play for England at a top four club, his first choice is Manuel Almunia, and I think Capello should Manuel. pick him. He said he's willing to play, and I think he is the yeah, best. You can't take I don't, a non-English. There's English. so many moral breakings. You just although Would we do have an Italian Peterson manager playing for yeah. England cricket team. Yeah. No. Yeah. no? We, oh. we don't have morals as England do. No. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with having him. Yeah. He is the best man available for the job. Do you no, think he's, he's a good keeper though? Do you think no, he's, he's better than? No, he's not. Almunia is. I don't think in a big game situation that Almunia is that good. And if he was that good, why would he not be in? He hasn't even been... Has he been in the Spain squads? Look who Spain have got there. They've got Casillas and Valdez. You're never going to get ahead of those two. There's not many keepers in the world, apart from Buffon, maybe, that would get ahead of those two Check. in any team. Check. Oh, right, Shay's been off the boil since yeah, 2004. Let's move on from Check. Shay given? Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. wish he was English. Yeah, I wish he was yeah. Can we just have a great British team and just used to just <laughs> Nick Giggsy from Wales? Yeah, uh, now we exactly. just need to Nick Shay Given. Not say So we need to decide upon a goalkeeper. Who, you got in goal? who would you have? Matt? I'm ha- putting David James in goal. I'm I'm gonna go with Almunia because I've got no morals. So we're gonna good. have Almunia in goal. Uh, oh, right back, surely. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. We unanimous on that. Yeah. Centre halves: Terry and Ferdinand. No arguments. Left back: Ashley Cole. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's, he's worth form. to be in the squad just for his goal line clearing capabilities. And his goal scoring capability yeah, as far as this season goes. That's yeah. a good cross yeah. as well. But if I had a five pound note for every time he cleared the ball off the line, I'd be a very rich man. Um, midfield, your four men in midfield. Uh, this is controversial, obviously, as a team you play, it'll change. But if you were starting against a team uh, who are as good as England, so we're saying a top team. Yeah, top team. You'd have to go with a defensive midfielder. Hargreaves. Yeah. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Yep. If he's fit, obviously. And then I would say Lampard as well. Yeah. I think that's Just as you're attacking yeah. flair. Flair. Yeah. Fair unanimous. Um, on the left, I would have Gerard. He's got a little bit of that, boys and girls. He's got a little bit of that. It'll be a magic um, in the back pocket. Yeah. Uh, right wing. Walcott. You start Walcott. Fair I would start Walcott as well. Yeah. I'd definitely I have David yeah. Beckham in the squad. Yeah. He'd be on the bench. Again, he's, he's, he's there up. in a capacity, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Let's promote David Beckham. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, he, he, I think um, he's invaluable. Left wing, Gerard. Gerard. Even though he's not a winger, he needs to be there. Him and Lampard can play together, but just shove Gerard yeah, to the side. I, I, I don't like playing him on the left wing because I, I think it's a bit of a waste of talent. But you can't play him anywhere else, and I'd have to have you him in my team. You need to fit him in the team. I really like Joe Cole, and I know a lot of people around this Joe table Cole, don't. But another flair player. Let's see yeah. how he does this season with Joe Cole. He can't be a yeah, yeah. super sub. I don't know. Uh, and up front, your two strikers as we're playing a four-four-two hard man English football. Two strikers: Kevin Rooney. Davis and Wayne Rooney. Explain that's, that's ridiculous. I've already David. explained earlier that he's never going to get in Kevin squad. Davis is good. If Capello right. wants to play the way he is at the moment with Heskey up front, Kevin Davis is a better. He's version got a man. Of I'll have just have to explain. John's got a man crush on Kevin Davis. Uh, moving on, Joe. How? Uh, Bent, not John. Darren Bent. Yeah. The only reason I like Kevin Davis is because I like to see good, honest, hard professionals. Ali's got a cheeky smile on his face, hasn't he? He's just yeah, can't he's he's obviously. Lost his eye. <laughs> Kevin Davis is my hero. Good, honest professionals days. should be able to get to the top of their profession. It doesn't matter where you've come from and which club you play for. If Capello wants to play with Target Man, there's no better Target Man. Yeah. Okay, I'm he's your Target there. Man. Wink, wink. No, you're not just saying them all. Darren Say Bent, two reasons. Number one striker, number one English striker at the moment. Yeah. Form. You know, he's scoring goals for Jim Sunderland, who are on a and fantastic team. your second striker? is Rooney, obviously. And second move Darren Bent is, he uses Twitter. He uses Twitter. Yes, he does, he and cares. that's the reason why yeah. he's out with Tottenham. That's brilliant. Yeah. Who cares? Um, yeah. Harry Redknapp yeah. cares apparently, mate. Um, Expletive yeah. used in that Twitter <laughs> post should not be repeated on air. Oh, they're not going and to be repeated. And it should repeated, not this, this. be. Footballers are role models, and if he's using expletives like that to try and instigate a move to another Premiership club, that is a disgrace. It's it's it is a disgrace. But Tottenham were treating him badly. He was the top scorer last season. Don't forget. And so, well, is it Sunderland now? So Matt, who who would you choose? I'm picking Rooney and Crouch. Rooney and Crouch. Well, I'm picking Rooney. So Rooney's up there as an and I'm. Scott, as you've got no us. morals, you probably want Lionel Messi up front. As well, well. <laughs> well, you wouldn't say no, would you? Probably really? not. Um, I, I'd have. Um, Got to say, Owen, boys and girls, I'm very Owen. impact sub. I've already Mike told you this, yeah. so we can't actually starting, decide on the last striker. Michael Owen, uh, I would, he would definitely be, but if we can't decide, that's not a problem. Um, one striker that I, I would definitely want to see in our squad would be um, Peter Crouch after the two goals he scored against uh, Belarus on Wednesday night. He's Another gone. unorthodox, He's large English centre forward who. The other nations, if they came up against him, like he has in the past, he's got a good goal-scoring record, they don't know what to do with him. Personally, I've had the most central defenders have never seen a player like Peter Crouch before. Um, Gangly. Uh, from my hometown, incidentally. Uh, Max he's Town, born. yeah, he's from Max Town. Did you know he's had five Premier League clubs? He do you has. know who they are? I could name them. I the think Stato, South John Atkins. Southampton, Aston Villa, Portsmouth, Tottenham... And Liverpool. He's there on the market game, boys and girls. Um, is he underrated as a player? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Split opinion here. You don't spend. How many, he's had combined transfer fees of nearly thirty million, hasn't he? So is Robbie Keane, and he's not very good. Yeah, yeah, but he but went back and forth like in six months. months. But I think that he's been treated very. Every time he's played for England, he scores. Well, most of the time he will score. So you can't. Really, you can't really do much more, can he? What else can he do? He has to. Sc- you can only beat the opposition put in front of you. And if he scores three against Jamaica or two against Belarus, then what's wrong with that? There's a reason why Crouch has had so many clubs, and it's not because he's not very good. It's because he seems to fall out. 
the people that he's working with around with him. I mean, Benitez didn't like him. Uh, the guy at Southampton didn't really go on with him before Heron. It's Heron. I can't remember. Anyway, it was Draken, wasn't it? And yep. he seems to just—he seems to rub people up the wrong way. I think he did that with England managers in the past as well. Yeah, but he has worked under Harry Redknapp at two clubs now: Portsmouth and Spurs, and at Southampton and as well. So that'd be three clubs. He's—he so seems to be Harry doing Redknapp quite well at Spurs at the moment now. And that brings us on to the Premier League preview for this week. Normally we'd do a um, roundup of the Premier League, but obviously with England playing, um, there's not that many big games on this weekend, uh, gents. But there's games for the fans. Uh, two Northwest derbies: uh, Wigan, Man City, and Man United, Bolton. And um, Harry's going back to his old stomping ground at Portsmouth. Uh, thoughts on them three games? Wigan City is an interesting game. Wigan got a good result Hit against miss, Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, but they're very inconsistent. But they're the kind of team that are capable of beating City if they if they're on song. City have been doing well, but they haven't really. They haven't hit that next level yeah, yet. They're, 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 they're not. Them. Challenging the title. Question about City: it. Is Adebayor back yet after his um, I don't insane yet. antics I don't against Arsenal? Yeah, I think he's got another week off. I think I'm not certain though. I think he did on purpose. I think he was scoring too many goals and wanted a rest. Yeah, um, nice holiday for him. Uh, Harry Redknapp going back to his old stomping ground. Does anyone know where Harry Redknapp started his career in management as an assistant manager? Um, no, not the foggiest. I know he started at Mandarin at Bournemouth, but I can't he tell started you apparently um, in the seventies at Seattle oh. in America. Would you believe? They've just come back into MLS this year. Uh, new franchise. Have they really? Yeah, Seattle Sounders. Well, that is that is where Freddie Lundberg is. Boys and girls. Freddie Lundberg. Yeah, he's gone down in the world, hasn't he? <laughs> I don't know, doing very well. Uh, but yeah, um, surely they can get three points there. Hopefully, Pompey won't score, so I can. Uh, Keep my uh, Defoe. Uh, oh, hopefully Defoe will score for. I would injured. say it's guaranteed. Pretty much, uh, Tottenham getting three points at Portsmouth. They don't seem to be able to defend at the moment. They played well at Wolves on Saturday. Um, two bad teams, mm. really. I would say that was. Yeah. Um, the Man United match might mean something for Bolton fans, but I don't think United fans care. Yeah. Well, big teams can um, lose against Bolton. Yeah, but Man United are at home. Oh, no, Sunderland. They, they, had, they had the slip up against Sunderland. I can't yeah. see them. See, I would say Sunderland are the team to watch because everyone's expecting things from Man City. Everything's expecting uh, things from Everton and Villa. And Sunderland, I think, will go under the radar a bit. And mm. you'll find that they've bought some very good players. Uh, I reckon you're right. Yeah. Darren I reckon Bent's they'll become the Wigan, like um, Steve Bruce turned them the into. Guy from Hull, Turner. Yeah, very good. Very and, um, good. They're captain, against our team, didn't he? Larik uh, Sana from Albanian, the Albanian captain, who Jeez. Steve Bruce made captain straight away after signing him. He's a quality defensive midfielder, and alongside Catamol, yeah. it'll be hard to break down. Yeah, Catamol's actually. So, um, yeah, <laughs> asked you guys, so Mike Greffy isn't Catamol's biggest fan, though. Uh, yeah, he's a Wigan fan. Uh, bless his little cottons. Sound engineer, thank you, uh, Mr. Greffy. Um, Moving on then to the biggest game of the weekend, uh, in England anyway, uh, the Cotton Mill Derby. Blackburn, Burnley. Come on Blackburn, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Send those impress back down again. Well, Ooh. that's controversial. but um, I quite like Burnley. Uh, there is, honestly, oh, there's, there's real hatred in that, type, uh, in that um, part of the country. Uh, not many teams like Burnley, and I don't know where this comes from, but um, uh, Burnley have yet to win away in the Premier League, and um, Big Sam will probably have his players fired up and roaring to go. Yeah. Um, if you don't get upbeat for a local derby, then you should not play football. Mm-hmm. Having said that, uh, Owen Coyle, 
he'll he'll get them uh, fired up. Um, Burnley play every game like it's a cup game. Talking which is about why they play Burnley, so well. Um, the LFS Live Football Society went to a few games last season, and we analysed the way they play quite well. And I think personally, they were lucky to get promoted. Um, there were better teams in that league. Um, I think, but though, good on them. The playoffs though are such a lottery and cup game situation that that is the way the Burnley play. They proved with their Carling Cup run last year. I mean, they're only minutes away from the final. They've, in they've got Wembley. some decent players. They've, they've got, got some um, good players. Young Patterson up front. I think the most important thing, to be honest, at the moment is team spirit and the unity of a team and fact continuity about, as well. Fact, fact about Brian Jensen. You know, he won the uh, Carling Cup Player of the Tournament, uh, playing golf for Burnley last season with their antics in the semi-finals against Tottenham. Um, uh, when he won the uh, when he won that, he thought he'd win some Carling. He didn't. Who um, would want to drink so, that? Uh, Carling is at, disgusting. At the Burnley um, Player Evening Awards, they presented him with a crate of Carling, would you believe? Blackburn. Um, uh, the LFS went and saw, um, went to see Blackburn play in a friendly at Accrington Stanley, which we'll talk about later on. Um, they played their attacking force in the first 30 minutes. Correct. Um, it was controversial, again. Who I'm was using it? that word a lot, but... Jason Roberts looked no. diabolical. Get he looked, he looked at home against the League Two outfit, which was at Princeton Stanley. I've seen it was only a Jason friend. Roberts punch a 15-year-old boy in the face. <laughs> really? Really? Whoa, really? You've heard it first here in the LFS. Really? Coventry game last season. FA Cup, Cup play. Yeah. Kids say you're not good enough to play in the Premiership. Jason Roberts jumps the fence, punches him in the face. And the kid had a point. Wow. Yes, exactly. Kid had a bruise. Kid had a bruise. He had more than a bruise. The problem with Blackburn is they need to get, get rid Jason of these high-wage, low-quality players, as yeah. in Jason Roberts. Yeah, um, uh, they've also got uh, Morton Gamps Pedersen, who I honestly think is the most underrated player in the mid-to-bottom half of the Premier League. I think he's a he's a Norwegian rock star who occasionally <laughs> plays football for a northwest English club. He's, he's got potential still, mm. and he, ha- he can occasionally score. He is a match of the day player for me. One of those players, like Laurent Rabawas for Newcastle, he pops up with these amazing goals. But then when you watch the full match, he does nothing for the rest of the game. He just pops up for me. He's only like there for goal of the month, goal of the season. I think his boat sailed. I think he had his chance a couple of years yeah. ago when he was looking really promising and a move to Liverpool or Man United yeah. supposedly on the cards. But I think he just hasn't shown this season all. I can't remember anything he did last season really either. And I just think we've got. Um, it's going to be a big game. There's no doubt about that. Um, we'll uh, talk about what happened in that game uh, in next week's podcast. Um, uh, moving on to the championship, um, it's looking how it should, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Well, you could say that. But we've got uh, who's bossing the table though? Well, you've got New- well we'll look at the top down. Okay. We've got Newcastle, West Brom, Middlesbrough at the top. With Cardiff, Preston and Sheffield United uh, making up the rest of the playoffs. At the bottom, as Mr Atkins has pointed out, Ipswich Town. Well, I do go and watch Ipswich quite a lot, being from Suffolk. And I think the main reason why they're doing so badly is Roy Keane is not an Ipswich Town manager. Surely, his, she, his mentality, Ipswich is a nice, friendly local club who play good football. And at the moment, he's just trying to batter his way through the division like he did with Sunderland. He's Spanning. trying to play long ball and he's trying to change the club too much and I just think that's not the way forward, to be honest. I mean, he's still there. He's lost most of the games in charge. Five points from 11 fixtures. Well, uh, here's the stats. He's got five points from 11 
11 games and he's conceded 24 goals in them 11 games and only scored three at home. So you would presume that... He's got to go. Manager and one was a penalty. That most of people would have been sacked by that. But when Roy Keane took something over, they were, they were bottom. They were yeah. supposed to be up there. They were bottom. He took them from bottom to top. Has the league changed yet. then? Has, has it... There are some. There are more stronger teams, and the championship is more of a lucky who, who wins it. But to get them from bottom, you can easily get them to the kind of you know mid-table playoff. I think that's quite easily possible. Yeah, and it's still possible. That's the thing about the championship. It's still possible. One one manager that has been sacked from the football league is John Barnes. Um, didn't make it at Celtic. Now he's not made it at Tranmere. Where next? Um. TV presenting, but I don't think no. he can do with that actually. So <laughs> I, I think probably go home back to the missus and was, have a quiet. He was the fourth managerial casualty of uh, League One so far this season. Can we name the other three? We can. First of all, to go was Brian Gunn, who is an actual football genius. He left uh, Norwich after their embarrassing 7 1 home defeat to Colchester on the first day of the season, which then proceeded with Norwich appointing Paul Lambert, the Colchester manager at the start of the season, as their new manager which I think basically based on one game, which was a 7-1 defeat. So. But also, we've also had Peter Taylor leave by mutual consent at Wickham. But Jack. like... Peter Taylor... Well, Peter Taylor I, went they say, before John Mutual Barnes, consent is not actually... There is no such term as mutual consent. It's he's, never mutual he's consent. Been, he's been, kicked he's out been of the sacked, club, hasn't he? and yeah. they just want to gloss over it and he's window dress it jog on. mutual consent. But um, we've also had Gary Waddock leave Aldershot Town to go and manage Wickham, and now you've got Jason Dodd. In caretaker charge of Aldershot as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, so, that's we're coming so. out in a little bit. But um, uh, we went to see Tramir on Monday night, and um, they didn't look that bad against Stockport. Um, it was, to be honest, it was a good game. It was enthralling. Um, Stockport had a, a you bright young spot at, um, <laughs> <laughs> a defensive midfielder on loan from Chelsea. Um, Tramir look good. I think they've got enough to stay in that league. Mm, no, no, they have no. to. I've uh, this is my team Stockport, so I'm gonna give them give us a little plug here. But plug. we're still in administration. We're not allowed to sign new players. We're limited to a 20 man squad, which means we've got to pay all the youngsters, and they're making a good account of themselves. Like we're 13th now. Yeah. I, w- I was expecting us to be bottom of the table. With uh, Carl Baker, yeah, Carl Baker. Uh, Carl is in a very unfortunate situation at the moment. Uh, one of his brothers has recently died from leukemia. His other one is really ill, but he still managed to maintain these high performances. He's got eleven, That's ten or eleven goals for a footballer. That yeah. is, that and is he's he's recovered from leukemia himself. I, has he I really? Think he has. I think he put that penalty in the top. Yeah, he, he did said. put that penalty. It's in a brilliant penalty, boys and girls. And we were on Sky as well. We were the LFS football live football society. We were on Sky. That's fantastic. Um, talking about clubs in administration, I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, take us on to uh, Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Yeah, exactly. milk adverts. They're not good. Uh, they need £308,000 uh, to avoid being taken uh, uh, over by the tax man. Uh, they've got £90,000 already, according to the uh, SOS Save Our Stanley website. Uh, we went on Tuesday night. Surely they have the greatest fans in football history. They were rather crazy on Tuesday night, yeah, considering it was just a friendly against Blackburn. The noise levels were incredible, to be honest. Were they the greatest slash poorest fans? <laughs> I mean, Maybe you can't have one without the other. Look at Manchester United. They've yeah. only got the 90,000. I think, you know, the deadline's looming. I think administration's probably going to well, I think the them. problem is, though, that you've actually got too many clubs in the North West region. I mean, in that, say, 10-mile radius, you have got Blackburn 
and Burnley, who we've talked about, both in the Premiership, and then you've got Atkinson Stanley as well. There's only a certain amount of people in the, that catchment area that can actually go to a game. So, uh, yeah, I think the, that's probably one of the only survive if, if if it's financially viable. You, you and also, right. one of the main reasons why they're in debt is because when the Accrington got promoted to the Football League a couple of years back, the Football League did enforce them to spend 160,000 pounds making their ground to the league standard. It is, it is pretty lush, though. Nice. Up to four. Oh, it's, it's oh, spectacular. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, the Stanley Ultras, they're called, and uh, they've got one or two uh, pretty vibrant uh, themes. Uh, moving on, it's uh, we want to uh, plug them as much as we can. Uh, they're playing Bournemouth can at home this online? Saturday. You can donate online. At you can, yeah, you can donate. Or via text. Or via text. Uh, and the LFS are looking to raise money as well. Uh, we're still looking into that, though, for now. Um, other news in League Two. Um, Bournemouth and Rotherham at the top of the table. Is this literally a fairy story in the making? Well, it is, considering the uh, administration and the points deductions which they both received last year. Mm. But if you looked at their form guide from both of them last year, then they are, were probably two of the best say top six sides in the division so with no points deducted this season why wouldn't they be at the top of the division but you say that I still think the manager oh, I can't remember his name Eddie Howe Eddie Howe he's 33 30, 31 like 31 um, he's got they're in a similar position to Stockport they, I think they had to Nate I don't think they could fill the bench on they last, both last got, game yeah, they had I'd go on the there. bench they're under a transfer embargo yeah, so they can't they sign can't, any new they players can't even sign you, or Scott. register them <sighs> Yeah, um, yeah, they're playing Bournemouth on uh, Saturday. If you can uh, get down and give them some cash, four pound entrance. Um, and that's it from League Two. Okay, so um, hilarious football moments with Minimat. Hilarious might go be going a bit too far, but I came across a bit of news uh, whilst in my hung- hungover state in bed after Ziggy's last night. Basically, a story from Scotland here. The um, Falkirk Football Club, the mascot, called Fergus the Fox, his head has been stolen. <gasps> and Shock. In, since it's been stolen in the seven games, Falkirk have failed to put a victory on the board. In and seven games? Oh, seven I'm games. assuming this is down and to... Uh, they're, they're, putting, they're, 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 they're trying to the claim Fox. it was Fer- Fergus, Fergus the Fox that's uh, resulting in their poor run of form. And they're, they're putting a um, price on Fergus's head, as it were, of £1,000 for his <laughs> safe £1,000 for his head? Why don't they just make a new one? For a £1,000, I don't know. Make a new one? You Maybe it's the, the original one. dress shop where they got it from. Who, uh, what, who's nicked it then? Do you think it's the local, who's the local rivals of Falkirk? Who gives the I <laughs> think that many of us have Scottish football yeah. knowledge, to be yeah, honest. But do you think it might be the uh, rival uh, football mascot? Could be. It could be, a, it could be a jealous... Matt, did you nick it in your... Uh, Harry the Haggis. Well? No, because it was taken in August. Oh. For all good nights on a Wednesday, go to Ziggy's in York. <laughs> Can we plug that place anymore? Um, tips, anyone? Tips. Oh, yeah. Anyone yeah. fancy yeah. a little flutter this weekend? So, uh, yeah, so um, anyone who fancies a little flutter this weekend, uh, we want to help out. Um, we all we know want... you're poor students, and we feel that our valuable football knowledge can get you a little bit of extra cash but, but, over but the weekend. Before we give, we have to do this warning where we advise you not to actually take these tips seriously. <laughs> and <laughs> and don't gamble friends... too much, because apparently we'll get sued. Um, or visit www.gambleaware.com. Mm. Right, so uh, starting with our gamble expert, Mini Matt, can you hit us? Well, um, I would give you my full accumulate list, but it's a whole nine teams, and I wouldn't advise gambling that many. You win a fair amount, but the one I'm going to pick out that I've chosen is 
Colchester going well in League One away at Wickham. It's not the easiest to face. They've got game. a new manager. I, I'm, I'm going I'm to sit my neck and say Colchester, they're evens, if you want to put a bet on them. Okay, Joe. I'm going all continental with this one. and um, Let's go continental. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be Genoa to be Inter. Genoa at home to Inter. Genoa really? play some of the nicest football you'll see all over Europe. Got a very good manager and a good team. I know they sold their two main players. Yeah. In uh, Melito and yeah, Motta yeah, yeah, to Inter over the summer, but they've been doing kind of so-so. But I think they're getting it together now, and Inter are kind of stuttering. Not really too well in the league. They're winning, but they're not performing well. So moving on to our resident stato of today, John. I would have to say in the Coca-Cola Championship, they might be bottom Ipswich Town, but over the past couple of weeks they've been suffering a bit of not getting the rub of the green. So them to beat Swansea at home at. Six to five, I think, is a safe bet to uh, at least double your money there. And um, my my bet of the day, um, never listen to me because I never win on anything. Is uh, Blackburn Plymouth or Plymouth? As it's more common. Blackpool, now. Green Army, Green Army. <laughs> uh, thank you, Paul Whitehouse. Um, Ian Holloway's old men come up to uh, Blackpool. It's never a nice place to go. It's ridiculously overpriced, and. Um, it could be a good game. Well, it'll be a terrible game, but I think Blackpool will win. Just to round up then, um, we have coming up next week on the uh, LFS Football Mashup podcast, um, the Champions League is back, uh, so we'll be reviewing that. Uh, we also have a special guest talking about uh, their team. Uh, we have the um, European club roundups from uh, around the uh, big, big leagues in Europe. Um, we also have our man from Norfolk, Pete, on the phone. Uh, asking us football related questions and email us with any requests um, which we can talk about also the LFS is playing football this Sunday on the uh, York University AstroTurf uh, come along at 6 o'clock and um, the LFS have organised trips to uh, Doncaster versus Peterborough next Tuesday and if we can get enough people we're going to Leeds we're going to brave it and go to Ellen Road on Monday evening to watch Leeds versus Norwich for the big game in League 1 Okay, that was the LFS Football Mashup Podcast with me, Scott Chatton. My thanks go out to John, Joe and Matt for joining me in the pod this evening. Thank you very much. And uh, to all you listeners, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, Tune in next week for more fun and banter. From me, Scott Chatton, this is it from the LFS Football Mashup Podcast.